It's time for you know what I'm saying. Introducing out of the guest corner, weighing in at 155 pounds with a 12-1 record, pursuing the lightweight championship of the world, Johnny Showstopper Hopper. And in the host corner, with a recording of 13 episodes, just talking and bullshitting with friends, your host, Rico and Flacco. Thanks for tuning in. I hope y'all enjoy. Johnny, go ahead and do us a favor and uh, introduce yourself to the people, my guy. Let them know who you are, and let's my get it rocking. Uh, yeah, my name is Johnny Cruz Hopper, J-O-H-N-N-Y-C-R-U-Z-H-O-P-P-E-R. I am from uh, Kansas City area, a small town called Baser, Kansas. That's where I graduated. Um, <laughs> that's not me, by the way, but anyway. Um, <laughs> that was fucking Rico, bro. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. He's an important man. <laughs> but, uh, I'm from the Kansas City area. I moved up to Iowa in around 2014. Wrestled in college. Um, during that time, I took a couple amateur MMA fights. Ended up doing really well. Turned professional. And uh, right now, my professional record is 7-1. and one, And I'm the, currently the number one lightweight on Tapology in Iowa. And number two in Wisconsin. And that's Johnny Showstopper Hopper. Yeah, Johnny Showstopper Hopper. Bro, yes, drop your ad, drop your fucking uh, Microsoft Gamer Tag, drop it all, bro. Drop whatever you need, bro. <laughs> so my Instagram is uh, Mr. Consistency. I don't know how to spell that off the top of my head, but it's spelled right. <laughs> <laughs> I spelled it right once, but I never have to spell it again. And, uh, my Twitter is the Grizzly T H E E G R I Z Z L E E. All right, y'all heard it there, ladies and gentlemen. Today we're gonna just talk a little bit about his journey, bro. His view on MMA, everything. You know, he's he's been in the game. He knows he's been studying the game for. I mean, I've known him for what now? Like, what are we going on? Like seven years? I want. It's been. A, I've known this man for a while. Yeah, I know this man for a while now. So. Uh, he's been a student of the game, just like uh, my boy here, Flacco, has been a student of the game way longer than me. So compared to them, I'm amateur to the MMA world. But uh, yeah, we just and how how he's been handling all the adversities that he's faced. I know a lot of adversities that he's faced. So I mean, yeah, let's let's hear about it, bro. Uh, I mean, the first question off the top of my head is uh, just what's been. I want to say fun because I mean beating up people is fun. I know the answer to that one, but what would you say? Is Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. How many times do you get to work, Rico, in the gym? <laughs> 
Hey, bro, he can fight. He says he is an amateur, but he can fight. He is he is undefeated as an amateur. That boy is up there with Habib. Hey, yeah, but, uh, we're not we're not we're not here to talk about that. But um, in all reality, though, like, what's been what's been like the most challenging for you throughout this whole journey, man? Like, what's been like something that you really like you you would consider a challenge through this MMA journey for you? Um, probably getting my body healthy and fit and uh, to work properly because I've had injuries in the past. I had knee injuries. I've had ankle injuries, hip injuries, shoulder injuries, elbow. So you, you can name it. Um, to be able to kind of understand my body and, and work with it has been probably the, the most difficult thing because I have to not only be my uh, of my own physical therapist sometimes I have to be like my own doctor I have to be I have to know how I feel and what's wrong with me I have to know if I have a cold like it's hard to explain but like I would have to say out of all my injuries like my hip injuries or have been the the most prominent because of wrestling and uh, um, compens- overcompensating on my knee injury that's probably the worst okay okay I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I know about a little bit about injuries here and there. And yeah, man, if you don't really take care of yourself, he's got a point there. Like, no, learning your body is a lot harder than people think. You think you know your body till you actually push it to its limits and you start really learning your body more. And you're like, this is a whole nother world. For sure. What was it? Because uh, when I first met you, you were in a, in a knee brace. You had a, you had injured your ACL. What was it? Yeah, my ACL and my meniscus and my LCL. When you have a knee. when you when you finally got back into like you know full time training and then finally got back into the cage, did you notice like a difference in like your ability? What did you feel the same? Did you feel different? Like how was that adjusting after the injury? Um, to be honest, the injury was being healed while I was in the college wrestling room. And there were some dogs in there. So they, they saw that injury and they would just bite on it. And I had a lot of guys er, like early after my uh, knee surgery and I got on the mat, they would be grabbing it and pulling on it. There was, there was no remorse for me, uh, but they were all doing it. And like, they're not trying to intentionally hurt me, but they were trying to help me. And it has helped a lot. There's still some, it doesn't feel like uh, my other knee, right? It doesn't feel normal, but it, mm-hmm. it's probably at like a 98.9% of health. There's just like a couple, like a couple percent that you can just kind of tell if you move it the wrong way. It's like, ooh, it's kind of stiff. But other than that, um, I don't think, I don't think I really had a mentality problem with it. It was more of a physical problem. But I mean, yeah. some people thought it was my mentality too. But man, that shit hurt. <laughs> knee injuries hurt. Hell yeah, bro! You fucking tore your ACL, and then everything else around your knee is just like, yo. <laughs> bro, that's why. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. Yeah, but people that are telling you that, bro, they don't really understand a knee injury and like the grat the gratitude of it and like how it really affects you and how and honestly how it affects your body mentally and. You know, physically, you can try to be, you could be the most tough person, bro. Just knowing like your leg is not going to be back how you know it is and feels the same. It just, you know, it's going to take a to-, to uh like a little toll on you. And I understand. I mean, I tore my labrum and yeah. ever since then, just like you, you, you want to move differently. Like you instantly think like, oh, no, 
Because nobody wants to go through read to go through all of that surgery, being sitting out, having to be basically almost helpless. Like you know, I'm like no one wants to be helpless, and that feeling yeah. is horrible. No, no, no one likes that feeling. So I get it, bro. I feel like people that were just talking didn't really know. You know what I mean? I, at yeah. that point, I'm, I can sit here and be like, man, I thought it was I was a person that in the beginning I was like, oh, he's faking it. But then after watching him rest. I'm like, no, he's not even moving the same. Like, this is not fake. This is real. Like, yeah. That's, that, yeah, bro. That so then you awful. really start understanding, and it's an awful feeling. And a lot of people don't ever – a lot of athletes, professional athletes, tear their ACL, and they're done. For sure. They See, that's ever, what I was worried about. They don't ever come back. So for you to say right now, sit here and say you are 98.5% back, that's a that, – That's yeah, a huge I'm number. I'm kind of happy. Uh, it, it really doesn't – like obviously, like I can, it's kind of weird. I can tell whenever it's about the rain or it's about the snow because my knee starts to hurt. But other than that, I've had people stomp it in the cage. I've had people attack it in the gym. I've had people kick it. There ain't, there ain't nothing they can do to it anymore. I'm one of those people that kicks it. Yeah, you a bitch. Damn, <laughs> that's fucked up. That's your bro, on, bro, bro. I don't kick it on. Right after my fight, right after my fight, I had a a, a, a giant welt on my shin. Enrico kicked it and I like kind of flinched and he was like just kicking it the rest of the practice in that same spot. He knew it was hurt and I was like trying not to say anything, but I was like, fuck, bro. Damn, bro, you supposed make... to do that to the other people in the gym, not your boys. Come on now. <laughs> I did. He did it right back to me. So you're supposed to do that to the new guy that walks in that's like, yeah, this is UFC right here. I'm technically the new guy. Bro, I bro, how do you feel about that in the gym, bro? Because when I was training and like, you know. There's always some new people that comes in. People are always walking in. MMA is so popular, right? You get that new guy that wants to go like, all right, this is fucking five rounds for the fucking undisputed lightweight championship of the world. And you're just trying to get some reps in, bro. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Bro, I hate that so shit. so funny. That is so funny you say that. Because that happened at our gym, like, man, like a week or two ago on sparring day. Some... Some new kids came in. They looked, they were fit, bro. These kids like were pretty fit. Like they looked like grown ass men. And they were doing the kickboxing, and they were wanting to spar. And they, they didn't talk to me. I was helping my buddy train for his fight over in the corner. And uh, I guess he was asking our coach if he wants to spar. And our coach was like, "This is your first day, no." And then some other guy came up to him and was like, "I, I want to spar you." And they kind of kind of argued. And Josh was like, "Uh." If you guys want to spar, you can, but you don't be, like, fighting. And, of course, it fucking turned out into a fight, and I, I got in the middle of it. And, yeah, these, these kids' egos. Bro, I missed so that. God damn. Yeah, bro. I missed that. And the fucking best part is, like, oh, yeah, those were some good rounds, bro. Here's my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And then you go look at their Instagram, and, they, of course, they got videos punching the bag, and they're doing some, like, flippy-floppy shit with their fucking <laughs> spins, bro. And they got, like, combat or what the fuck, Undisputed in their name or some shit. I'm like, come on, bro. I, I Literally, when I was training at Gracie, that shit would happen all the time. I'd just be like, man. man I can't even say it like, because I think I was that guy. I'm pretty sure I am. I'm almost pretty sure I was that guy, like the new guy. And you can ask, uh, you know, Lee. I was that guy with him. Like, I would think I was going soft, but I wasn't. I was going hard. Just, you know, learning. And it's a proper, like. Once you start learning, like, how to properly punch, at first, I didn't know. So, you know, I'm, I'm going in there fighting how I think I know how to fight. And I was fighting way wrong. You know, I'm, I'm in there throwing hard, not learning. So, I was, at one point, I was that guy. And then I started learning, like, there's ways to spar. 
Right. It, it, it is work. And you don't have to go as hard. And you can go at a different at a pace. Yeah. That will give you the work. And I mean, I learned with Johnny. I mean, I know there's times where like I've punched Johnny hard and he wouldn't tell me. He wouldn't fiz- like verbally tell me, but then he'll show me like, all right, bro, you you didn't you didn't you didn't hit me hard enough and I'm about yeah. to turn. Yeah, because in the moment, before. in the moment, you're not gonna be like, "Oh, whoa, chill out." You're gonna be like, "Hey, motherfucker," and you're gonna give it back. No, I got, <laughs> it, I got it back with a mean combo. Like it was like, "All right, bitch." Like I've been trying to be nice, and you just hit me hard. Me, me, me. I was like, "All right, I need to chill." I need to chill. <laughs> I can obviously tell I'm going a little too hard, and this happened to me multiple times. And I mean, I've gone back to the gym, and you know, people just trying to like test themselves. Show like, show you like, oh, I'm the shit, and they go hard. You know, I go in there trying to go light, and they're swinging to, you know, for the fences, and I'm like, yo, all right, okay, I see how you're going, but I used to be that guy, so I also understand like where they're at, so I don't get as mad. But I also understand like what you're saying, like I used to be that guy, like going in there and just swinging hard, and I mean, I don't post videos and be like undisputed or nothing, but no, I was the, <laughs> but I was the guy that would punch like. Nah, bro, but there's hard. you like if you're in the gym and like you see new people come in, like new people come in all the time and they're not all like this. Like, you know, some most of the time no. people going in, they're there to like, you know, to learn or, or do what they want to do. But there's always like that one motherfucker that's like brand new and comes in, bro. You see it all the time. And it's just like, holy fuck, bro. Like, oh. um, shit. What, uh, did you watch the fights yesterday, Johnny? No, man, I was at work, bro. I didn't watch him either, but Jeremy's talking about uh, the judges robbed everybody. I heard uh, that's what I've been seeing on the on the internet. The only yeah, uh, they they there was some. Uh, I mean, there's only two fights. I'm really like most fights didn't go to decisions, and I think that's what threw them off. Yeah, because like no fight really went to decision, but two. And, and the two that they had, they fucked up bad. It was like I was like, oh shit! All right. That's that crazy. Is crazy. See, I don't like see like that's what is kind of messed up like about my loss. I, I I'm not saying I won that fight. I'm not gonna go around parading I saying I won, but I didn't lose it. Nah, I I, I, I I already said even on the podcast, I already said I think you won that fight. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I listen to that podcast. It. I appreciate that. And like I appreciate all the people that say that. But I'm not going to sit here and, like, argue to somebody about my ego uh, to get that win back. I could give a damn, like, I could give a damn less anymore. Hey, you know how I am with you, bro. I just keep it real with you. I said, bro, you, you lost. They said you lost. Take it and go. Because ain't no point hey, on dwelling. True. Ain't no point in dwelling on it. What's dwelling on it going to do? Your exactly. mentality. We could, we could sit there and tell the truth and nobody be like, oh, excuse us. Your mentality was like, oh, I'm doing a five-minute, five, five five-round fight because that's what you've literally been doing up to that day. So, you know. Once you started turning up and like, oh, I got him. I'm I'm beating him up. It's the third round. We're going into the fourth round. I'm gonna end him. And then you're like, oh, it's over. Like, what the fuck? I thought we were going another two rounds. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot that plays into that fight that people don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On top of that, on top of that, like not a lot of people know you were injured before that fight. I'm injured before every fight. Yeah, just about. But that one, um, yeah. I think, I think that was one of like a little bit of injury that was like in a spot where like it annoyed the shit out of you, but. As far as that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I told him, I'm like, bro, you lost. Like, there's no point. There was a lot going on, too, on the stands. People were arguing and fighting. Like, there was a lot going on in that that day. And it was just like, bro, 
Johnny, you took the loss. Fuck it. There's no going back. You can't. And I told him, I'm like, bro, if you lost, you lost. You know what I'm saying? Like, the judges saw it that way. And it was like, it wasn't like a unanimous. It was like a split decision type shit. And bro, I was like, all right, bro. You I, was took- dropping, I was dropping some bombs on that fool. Yeah. Bro. No, you weren't, bro. That you shit were. looked. I was like, bro, he's going to kill him. Bro, it was, bro. Like, nobody will ever experience what I experienced in a fight. Because, like, my last fight, when I elbowed the dude, Oh my God, dude. And it was like red meat, but there was no blood. You know, that one was bad. When I was, when I was hitting Mitchell, bro, Mm. his head was bouncing off the canvas and he was like halfway Mm. out of it and he would come to, like, he was tough. I'll give him that. He was kind of, I don't know. He got out of, his brain cells are damaged after that, bro. You just kept waking (laughs) him up, bro. Like you woke him up, bro. Bro, I went out and I was drinking. I was having a good time. You know, I was chilling. I wasn't hurt at all. Like, how did I lose a fight if I'm not hurt? And that much, he was all over the place, bro. So. No, he was. He was. Uh, but, you know, that's like, that's just one of those, like, you got to live and you learn from it. It sucks that it happened, you know, and it was like, damn, that that sucked. Like, and I mean, me being a fan, I'm saying, you know, I'm a fan. I'm also your boy. I was like, I was heated, but I'm like, bro, ain't no sugarcoating. There was mo- I mean, there's obviously every time when you fight, there's things you can fix. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, can, yeah. I can point out stuff that you did that might have cost you the fight, but in all reality, I mean, you was putting in work. So it's like, it is what it is. Let's move on. And I think it honestly, I wouldn't say it humbled you because you're pretty humbled, but it taught you like, all right, I can't. It leveled the- me up. It yeah. And you me off. It, and- it, it really did piss me off. And I remember like, I like I would just be running, bro, and I would be running like four miles, and I'd I'd run the extra mile. I'd be so fucking heated. Sorry for the language, but I'd be so no, could, mad, yeah. bro. Curse on this. <laughs> but yeah, I really don't care. But it's just like, man, like I like the judges really want to take away from my career. I'm not an amateur, bro. Like, and I that's the only fight that I've ever went to a decision. All my yeah, other and- fights, I finished, you know. And then the one time I do that. Like they let they treat me like that, like come and on. That's, that's, a, wrong. that's what I'm saying. It made you realize, like, bro, I can't leave it to the judges' hands. Yeah. Hey, but fuck these um, judges, fuck these judges. I'm gonna end. I'm. There's gonna be no way in doubt. You can't say that I didn't win this fight because now, I knocked him out. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not. I'm not gonna say like I'm not gonna name like organizations or whatever. But do you feel like, like, because uh, all right, that that organization that that you had that fight in, they um. Like they do everything like the way they're supposed to, right? They get the judges from the commission and all that, all that bullshit, right? Yeah, I, I believe so. Do you do you ever feel like like because I I've I've been there to two of those events and I've like I've talked to that promoter before. You like how do you feel about how do you feel about them? Like you you think like they're they're all right or you think they do like some shady shit? Um, I don't think they do anything shady. I think they're all right, but I do think like there's like with the the athletic commission, I think that they're kind of the fizzling out. I don't know if it's more so the promotion side. I think it's more of the athletic commission side, bro. That the shit that it makes it look like it's the promotion side, but it's right. probably yeah, but it's probably people deeper behind the scenes. No, so, now that you yeah, now that you said that, I mean to cut you off, but Joe Rogan did say something yesterday after I I butchered their name. I'm horrible. After Jan Blahovich and uh <laughs> Blahovich <laughs> and uh Mahan or whatever, uh I'm gonna butcher their name. I'm so I'm You're talking about Angalaev and Jan. Yeah, you go. Um yeah, after yeah, the yeah. fight, Angalaev was mad and he was like, I'm not gonna fight for this organization again because of the judges. And Joe Rogan goes, Well, the organization does not pick the judges. We have yeah. no control. 
So I feel like that plays and and it wouldn't be, you know, because it's an athletic committee. So they got their own judges that you probably got to pay for and stuff like that that goes into it. And you have no control who the judges are. You just get to know them. It's like wrestling the refs. You don't know who the, you know who the refs are, but we don't get to pick our refs. I don't you think. Know I think with the refing situation, the UFC has so much money. There are so many fighters out there that have fought for them and that don't fight anymore that need a job. True. Sponsor them to to be a re- a, a, a judge, not a ref, but a judge, and then put them like make them honorary judges and see if that changes. That would help because they know the game and they know what they're looking for. I mean, I've talked to you and Flacco, and I mean, I'm pretty sure they said like the the is it. I could be wrong, but the scoring in MMA is like kind of boxing, like they yeah, use like a boxing style like point system. Yeah, man, it's ridiculous, and they don't count takedowns unless you have certain control or something. Some like bro, and I'll I'll cover up and I'll I'll block a shot from landing. And then it'll, they'll be like, that landed, that counted. Like, no, it didn't, bro. It hit my guard. But okay, you want to you play it like that. So I'm going to go in there and hurt this guy. I think, I think if they had – I think if MMA had – because when you, when, you, when you look at boxing, and, I, like, I know boxing's got its own, like, shady shit going on. Um, when you look at the stats for boxing, they're looking at, like, in a 10-round fight, you can have over – a thousand punches easily between both guys as some some fighters get up into like the nine the nine seventies right and the other fighter will have like maybe in the seven or eight hundreds that they throw them and these are just punches that are thrown we're not talking about punches landed yet then when you get into the punches landed or like the difference between power shots and jabs and stuff like that just for boxing like they're I don't know how the fuck they do it like to to differentiate like all those shots because now you got people who like they'll throw a jab but like they'll throw kind of like a little looping jab like you almost think it's like a little check hook from the from the from the lead hand and it's just like okay well is that a fucking jab or is that a little hook depending on the way they throw it and depending on who's looking at it it could go either way you know what i'm saying but yeah i don't know i don't know in mma like how they have like I know about the scoring, I don't know how they they track the stats. I shit in PFL. If you watch PFL on on ESPN, they'll tell you how fast the fucking punches are being thrown. I don't know if that's like accurate or not, but now it's got me thinking. Like, okay, they got do they have like a a fucking robot looking at this shit? Like, how the fuck am I going to yeah. tell you that that punch was three four miles per hour? I mean, the same that, way yeah. you can tell a baseball is ninety-eight miles per hour, a radar gun. Okay, but that's a radar gun for baseball. You, you is someone sitting on the side of the cage with a radar gun tracking punches? I mean, we don't, we don't know. I mean, right now, I mean, they got, uh, they're getting better. Like yesterday, I'm not even gonna lie. Yesterday, they they're getting better where they're analyzing the 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 fighters' eyes movements and what they're looking at and how they react and how they got their combo. Like they had a whole. Um, they put arrows. They put the show where the guy was looking, what he was looking for. So they're, you know, technology is more advanced than what we know. We just don't see it. It has not been implemented into that stuff. But one thing I will say that with the judging, I feel like sometimes like the not the judges, but the commentators, they overdo it. Like last night, nothing against DC, bro. He, I, I have a love hate relationship with him as a as a commentator, but he would be like, he'll hype up something that got clear. Oh, that hit him. Look at that jab. Look at that hook. And I'm like, bro, that didn't do anything. He blocked it all the way. Like how Johnny said, like, you're going to do me like that? Like, I've completely blocked that. And you're calling it a hit? Like, okay, 
You know what I mean? Like I'm like it was clearly blocked, and you're calling it a hit. Like well, I think part just... of that is I think part of that is your job too, because they got to make it exciting for for people at home. Because like if you're like me and you watch it from bed, I mean I don't I don't typically watch with commentary unless I'm drinking. If I'm drinking, I'll watch with commentary. If I'm if I'm not, like I'm watching it on mute. Um, but like people in the audience, like in the arena. They're fucking drinking. They're with their buddies or whoever. They're having a good time. They got floor seats. They're fucking trying to drink the sweat from the cage or whatever the fuck they're doing. Johnny, but, Johnny's been to an MMA event. How was that, bro? How how was that experience for you? Which one at, at the UFC? Yeah, the UFC, the UFC, not the yeah, ones you that, fight in, but the UFC that, ones. Yeah, that it was. Uh, it was when uh, Rousey fought Nunez on New Year's Eve, and Cruz fought Garbrandt. And man, that was. I had a dominant cruise shirt, so everybody was like, bro, everybody in that crowd is hostile. They want to fight, but they didn't know who they were like, <laughs> messing with, you know? Like, they're talking to me, and I'm like, bro, I will smack you, but I'm not going to do that, you know? I want to watch some fights. So people are, like, talking and yelling. There's uh, Clay Guida was just walking around, and uh, Ed Ruth was just walking around, you know? It's, during, like, a UFC event in Vegas during uh, that time is it's kind of crazy, bro. There's uh, – so many different types of people and characters. And when you get in there and I was screaming at uh, Neil Magny when he was fighting Johnny Hendricks, I was going elbows and it, it had to be a coincidence, but he looked up in my direction and started throwing elbows. So I was like, hey, maybe he heard me, but, I, you know, but uh, yeah, man, it's wild. But those, those fucking, those people in the crowd are hostile. They Yo. throw hands. They think they know, they think cause they watch him and man, they know how to fight. Yeah, That no was, problem. That was fucking UFC 202. Uh, no, that's no, that Diaz was, McGregor. That was yeah, that was McGregor and Diaz. Um, that w- it, that was like 190 something, I think 198. Hey, y'all see what I mean about they're like the season. They know the numbers, bro. I don't even know the numbers. Like what? Well, I, I the they know the numbers, people. I don't I'm even look, know. I'm looking it up because I'm like I saw that fight. 207, bro. 207. Yo, like, but, but y'all realize like, how long ago that was already? Yeah. Years, bro. He was. We were. I think. What were you a sophomore in college? Uh, yeah, I was an amateur fighter during that time. Yeah, bro. Like it bro, was. That was 2016. Uh-uh. <laughs> Damn. Damn. It's, that's only six years, though. I mean, it's far, but it's not that far, bro. Six years a lot can fucking change, dog. That's six years ago. I I didn't even have fucking gray hairs on my balls yet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm an old ass man now. You feel me? I can't shit. This man got one kid and he's old. <sighs> bro, if you have white hair, you need to grow it out like juice, bro. Nah, I don't got any white hair. Actually, I do on my head. I got one fucking that'll grow that I notice from time to time. Man, Jeremy, told- stop laughing, bro. You got like eight gray hairs. I see them right I don't, here. I don't, but I told Jackie the minute I see one, I'm, I'm dying it. I'm going. Kakashi, I'm saying I'm sending it, bro. If I get, I'm, ain't, I'm not gonna fight it, bro. I'm sending it, bro. Just like if I were to go bald, I'm going bald all the way. I'm sending. It. I'm not gonna try to fight to keep something that's leaving me. If it ain't meant for me, it's gotta go. You know what I'm saying? So that's that <laughs> with everything, bro. If it ain't for me, it's gotta go. Obviously, you don't want to keep. You know, you know what I'm saying. You don't want to keep my head warm. So hey, grab the razor and send it. Fuck it. God damn. Hey, so. It. So what is it like fighting for um Anthony Pettis's uh Anthony Pettis's league? Yeah, how has that changed? Like, is that has it ha- is 
the competition different? Do you feel like, you know, yeah, how is that? Like, yeah, like, can you elaborate on that? Like, I haven't really personally even talked to you about that myself, so I'm kind of interested. Um, To be honest, uh, I went in there the when I first fought for him in August, uh, August 12th of this past year. Mm-hmm. I went in there, and I was like, didn't know what to expect. Uh, nobody knew anybody, but I was uh, – it was cool, like, meeting other fighters that were uh, – like aspiring fighters, both amateur and professional. And uh, like nobody knew each other. And I'm in the sauna at the time. And uh, some fighters come in there, start talking. And I'm just like looking down. And these fighters are talking about amateur rounds and, and time limits. And uh, they're like, oh, so uh, what, what's it, what are the rounds? What are the amateur rounds, bro? And it got quiet in the sauna. And I'm looking down. And I look up and everybody's looking at me. I said, are you talking to me? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I'm a professional. I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm a professional. I'm not worried about that. And then they kept talking and he ended up not fighting, but then I'm the main event the next day and I smoked the dude. So everybody's like, whoa, who's this? And, uh, Pettis was kind of like shocked. And then that night we went out and we were, uh, we were drinking. He was cool. He was trying to get me back. He was like, we're trying to get you back in November. And, uh, him and, uh, his boy, Damien, so me and my boy Chris, uh, Chris Dunn, he was there with me. We were just talking, see if we, like what's the move. So we planned for November, and they were uh, they got me Juan Roman, who was six and two at the time, and I was six and one. He beat Aaron Mitchell after I fought Aaron Mitchell and supposedly lost to him. So right, like his next fight, Mitchell lost to Roman by a decision. If you, it's on YouTube. If you go watch that fight, it's pretty good. Um, but when I was watching that fight, I was just like, man, like I literally lost like a couple months before. And then I watched that and I, I felt like I was way better than those guys, you know? And uh, it was kind of like, it was kind of weird to say, but I wouldn't say it to anybody. I didn't say it to my coaches or anything, but I knew I was like, I'm better than both of those guys. And I was like, whenever I, I signed to find, uh, to fight Juan, I was like, I knew it was going to be a tough fight. I told my girl, she was, she always asked me my opinions. I tell her it's always in the first round, but this time I was like, this is, this is going to be a longer fight. Cause he's tough. I know he's going to be, he's Puerto Rican, bro. He's going to be tough. I'm not dumb. I'm not Shut dumb. Up. Bro. Shut bro. Up. Bro, exactly. <laughs> he's not game. dumb. I'm, yeah, bro. I'm not dumb. Like I, if I'm fighting a Mexican, a Cuban, a Puerto Rican, a Costa Rican, they're coming to fight, bro. I'm like, they're trying to kill me. I'm just like, I'm trying to do it to them. You know, facts, so, facts. I, I just knew. And, uh, I told her, I was like, it, it's going to be a good one. I was like, I might lose, but it's going to be a longer fight. And, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was surreal. Like to get that finish in front of everybody, that place was pretty packed and everybody kind of swarmed me after it was, uh, it was cool to like have that experience and have that kind of exposure. Like I love Iowa and fighting here in Iowa has been always, always good to me. Every time they always scream for me, they always cheer for me. So it was kind of cool to like immediately come from Iowa to fight in Wisconsin once. And everybody was like, Whoa, that was kind of cool, but it was kind of quick. And then I put on another performance and everybody's like going nuts saying, you can hear in the crowd, they're like, this is a barn burner. This is what we paid for. Like everybody was so stoked that I was just, you know, and they're scrapping. So I, it's kind of just uh, humbling and kind of uh, cool to say. That was fight of the night, right? Bro, uh, so the, they gave 
they said fight of the night gets the bike, and uh, they gave it to the guy before me. But I mean, I don't know. What? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got the I got the bike in August. Like they gave it to me then, and then I sold it to Pettis because Pettis offered me some money, and I'm I was really broke. Like I'm still pretty broke, but I was really broke, and I was like. So Pettis, like, hey, so <laughs> you got yourself a new bike. What do you say? Like, hey, bro, you can have it. Yeah, so they were they were giving uh like for bonuses, they're giving out like Harley's or just like it's uh it's called like a serial X bike. It's uh it's a electric bike. It looks like a regular bike when you get on oh. it, and there's like a little knob on the right, and you, it goes up to twenty five. It said twenty five, so I put it up to twenty five. And I barely pushed the pedal, bro. And I, you go flying, bro. That thing is worth that money. It was great. It was great. Oh, yeah. Shit. I would have I told him, too. I'd be like, I need two racks for this. 25 miles per hour. <laughs> I'm cut, it goes 25, bro. I should I should charge you 25, but I'm going two for your ass. Yeah, bro. It was, a, it was fucking great. It was, uh, it was, I wish I would have got the other one because after I sold it to Pettis, like literally, I sold it to him and then I headed back. Uh, to Iowa, and my coach texted me, and he was like, "Hey, man, did you get that bike?" And I was <laughs> like, "I was like, uh, yeah, bro, but I sold it to Pettis." He was like, "How much?" I told him, and he was like, "Oh, he he was being generous, this this and that." And I get back to the gym, and he was like, "Yeah, bro, I was gonna buy that bike off of you." So I felt bad, and I was like, "Damn!" Like he wanted the bike. He's he's all into that running and biking shit. So I was like, this next one, I was gonna give it to him probably. And uh, yeah, I didn't get it, so we were kind of like, "Damn." Okay, that's crazy though. I would, I, yeah, definitely would have finessed Pettis though. I would have hustled his ass. <laughs> I would have tried, so tried so hard to finesse him. I'm like, bro, you don't have to pay me more than you pay me for this fight. Fuck that. Yeah, bro. But at, like after that, it was uh, they've been treating me real well. So it's kind of crazy to to like watch Pettis as a kid growing up, and then like have him at. Like give me an opportunity to fight for him. It's it's been cool, man. Yeah, are are his fights like you're in, they're like invitationals, right? Like basically, yeah, he invites I guess, you. Yeah, I guess they have some uh, guys under their management team and under Duke Rufus's gym, which was uh, Pettis's uh, head coach. He has a gym still in uh, Milwaukee, probably, or in the Wisconsin area, and so he was probably like made a promotion to help those fighters as well, help his management team and give other top fighters in the, the country an opportunity. And then they saw me and they were like, yeah, yeah, let's get this kid. So did they um reach out to you? Yeah. I didn't hear about you. Like, did someone just say, hey, like, did they talk to you about that? Like, hey, we heard about you from so-and-so. Are we trying to get you on? Or uh, just like, hey, we see you fighting. Come on they, up. They, uh, the, their APFC, like their fight promotion page hit me up and was like, hey, would you be interested in fighting on uh, August 12th? And I I usually get these types of messages from like management teams and like and from other like matchmakers. But it's like short notice and like you have to make weight and it's only two thousand dollars. So I was like, I wasn't like I was impressed on it. I was like, this is probably some bullshit. And uh, so some time went by and I talked to my coach and my coach was like, maybe it's legit. Like, talk to him. So I hit him up and I was like, yeah, like, what's up? Like, what are you what are you offering? What fight? And they gave me some. They were like, do you want to fight this five and oh Russian who had no videos? So I'm like, OK. Or they gave me this other dude who was like, I think he was like 11 and 
four or like seven and four, something like a pretty decent wrestler. He fought in the UFC, like he fought on the Ultimate Fighter, fought in the UFC a couple times, got cut, hadn't fought in two years, and was coming back and was gonna fight in their uh, co-main event spot. And I was like, yeah, I'll fight that dude because we thought it was uh, a teammate of mine. We thought it was a guy that tried to duck a teammate of mine. So I was like, I'm I'm gonna get that one back. It turned out not to be that case, but. I was still planning on fighting him, and then of course he uh, backed out. Everybody always backs out. And uh, <laughs> hey, did he back out for a reality TV show or something? Yeah, but I mean, what? Like what? We all know. Like everybody, everybody backs out, and they have these reasons. And these promoters yeah. are always telling me, "Don't, don't shit on him online." And I haven't, you know. But no, nah, he was capping, bro. I, they're, yeah, they're scared to fight me. All these motherfuckers are scared to fight me. So I was like, okay, well, who, who are you going to get me? Like, I still want to fight. Like, who are you going to get me? And uh, they sent me, they were like, we found this 3-0 and uh, guy from Indiana. And I, I looked him up, and he was laying fools out. And I was like, damn, like, this motherfucker laying fools out. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll fight him. I don't care. And, uh. Yeah, and that was when uh, August 12th is when I fought him, and I dropped him real early because he was scared. Like, they were all, like, I guess I have, like, this John Wick aura. They were fucking, like, all nervous. They're coaching. Like, he walked out with, like, 15 people. I walked out with one guy. <laughs> and I just go oh, out there, yeah. and I dropped him in 15 seconds. He got up and uh, kneed me in the rib, cracked my rib. He hooked me. He hit me with a straight punch, and I saw stars for a second. And then after that, I was like, you're fucking done. And I took him down and just beat on him, and then it was over. <laughs> yeah, I saw that fight. That was – after after you stunned him, I think you sniped him with a two. I was like, yeah, it's over with. I'm like, buddy's done for. Yeah, he was good too. Like, he was – he was uh, he was very under – he's actually – so his coaches were at the last event, and they, they told me uh, he was really upset that I, I smoked him like that, you know, and he – Bumped up to 170, which I thought was odd because he was smaller than me. And yeah, uh, what 170? But I mean, he bumped up to 170 and got a knockout in 15 seconds. So he's God back damn. in the win call. He's four and one now as a professional. Like that kid was good. I had people coming up to me after that fight saying he was a scrub. Like, bro, just because I make him look like a scrub doesn't mean he's a scrub. That dude's a dangerous motherfucker. Nah, yeah, anybody that gets in a cage is pretty much dangerous, bro. It takes a lot to get in there. I mean, me personally, I think it takes a lot, bro. Like, it takes a lot of confidence to get in that cage, bro. Like, everybody that be outside of the cage that's never stepped in the cage, like, don't don't think it's that easy, bro. Like, it it's it's a lot harder. Like, even when I watch UFC fights, I got to remind myself, like, bro, it is not as easy as they're making it look. And these guys are professionals. Like, they're on a whole nother spectrum. So, it's like, yeah, no, nah, I got to. I can't be like mad. Like when I hear the crowd booing and it's like a very technical you know, controlling, everybody's controlling and booing. I'm like, bro, it's a lot harder than you think to hold a grown man down like, with those gloves. Like y'all are tripping. But yeah, tripping. that's, that's, that's the thing, bro. When you hear like the crowds booing and shit, dog, everybody who's there, like, you know, like I said, they're drinking, having a good time. You know what they're there to see, bro. Oh yeah. They see knockouts. Yeah. They know what they're there to see. Only, I mean, I'm, it's it's dumb to say that only like true fans would like appreciate like all of it, but like, you know, it's it's different for somebody who's like going. They like picked up some tickets and they're like, oh yeah, let's go get fucked up and watch fights, as opposed to somebody who's like trains or like actually appreciates it or a teammate who's like watching a fight. You know, that shit is is 
it's completely different things, I think, or I feel. Um, when you, Johnny, when you get a fight offer or like, like how you were talking about how um, your fight with Mitchell and then your fight with, um, I think the guy's name is Juan. I don't know. Most of the time you fight the guys, I just watch you knock them out. I don't fucking care who it is. I just want to see him go down. Um, when you you said you had the feeling like you were you were you were better than them. When you get offers for fights, do you normally have like a feeling of like oh like because you you said like your girl asked you like how the fight's gonna go and like so ask you your opinions on your fights. Do you go through do you go through anything where you're just like oh yeah I can definitely like do this. Do I think it's gonna be like like tough or like it's just like a switch that flips for you like you're just like all right i'm i'm in there like fuck it so uh like when i whenever i get offered a fight i always say yes like i've always said yes and then people back out during that time when i'm saying yes and or i sign the contract i'm thinking about who this person is and what they can do and what i'm good what i'm good and what i'm bad at and if what he's good at is what i'm bad at then I really need to focus that, but I, I, uh, train everything and I try to focus on, on every aspect of MMA and I try to be the, the, like the most durable guy out there too. And, mm-hmm. uh, so when I'm thinking about all of these fights and I'm agreeing and these guys backing out and these, these motherfuckers, bro, they always back out and it pisses me off and I don't know why I don't get it. Like I've had injuries and I just, Yeah. Well, sorry, they just pissed me off because of of how the sport is getting flooded with these fake fighters. And uh, so every time I I get these opportunities, I think about how I'm going to fight and what's going to happen and how I can lose. And every time I I address that situation, I know I, I can lose and I'm okay with losing. I don't really care about the result. What is going to happen is I'm going to train my ass off. I'm going to get in the best physical condition remotely possible, regardless if I'm sick or not. If I have the flu, I'm going to be in great shape. I'm going to whoop your ass and I'm going to have the flu. I'm going to be in there like a, like a caged animal. I'm going to be training my ass off. I'm going to be running and lifting. And then once I get in there, it's kind of, it, it kind of is a switch that flips but at the same time, during the whole time I'm training, every I wake up, I dream about it, I think about uh, cutting people with my elbows or dropping them with knees, or it's kind of like uh, it's kind of barbaric to say it's kind of. But I wake up and choose violence every day. So no matter who it is, if it's if it's the tallest dude in the world, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at you. And I'm gonna say, yeah, I'll fight you. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck you up, bro. Oh hey, yeah, bro, that's like some baki shit right there. Hey, I do got a question though. Now you said barbaric, and I've been meaning to ask you this. Um, after your last fight, you know, I've I watched it and I've watched you, you know, the clips that you've put up and everything. And I just want to know, what the fuck flipped in your mind when you just grabbed the cage and then started licking your gloves? Because you were completely calm, walking around like you was the shit, and then out of nowhere, you just went. Ah, and then he just licked your gloves, and I was he like, "He hit yeah. the BJ pen, bro." He was like, the yeah, blood. but like, what and what, like, what made you think of like, yeah, I'm gonna do this shit? Like, I'm gonna do it I, now. Like, I so at the end of the fight, like, I I dropped him, and when I dropped him, I was really surprised. I was like, in the video, you can see me pause for half a second, 
and then I start throwing punches again because I had to analyze it. I I realized I dropped him. Yeah. And uh, I was running around and doing all the bullshit. And uh, I went up, I seen him kneeling down and I walked up to him and I said, hey, you fucking warrior. And I, I turned to him and his head was down and he looked up and his whole face was, was red from blood. And his uh, one eye was swollen shut and the other eye was barely open. And I was like, I was like, just say, give him my props. And I was like, it was kind of funny. Like me and my girl were laughing because we looked at the face off and I was like, I look like I, he looks like an older version of me, you know, like, and I just, <laughs> like that's how I'm going to look. I'm going to be all rugged and like short and stout like that when I'm, when I'm that age and fighting. And I was telling him that and he kind of laughed and I give him a hug and I was like, I'm sorry, bro. And I got up and I immediately started like, I'm getting chills thinking about it. I just immediately started thinking about like, that guy was a nice guy and I hurt him bad and uh, just to change my life. So I immediately like grabbed that cage and I just, I wanted to rip it, rip it apart. And I just wanted to show everybody like, like I'm here. Like I'm, I'm not just some guy that fight that fights on a local scene. You know, I'm, I'm the guy I'm, I'm the main guy. I'm here to fuck people up. And I, I, I started dripping the cage off and I, I was looking at the people in the crowd and I seen some of my friends and then I, I started to walk away and like my heart was racing and I'd like look down because I whenever my heart's racing, I kind of look down and kind of close my eyes and breathe. But before I can close my eyes, I seen all this blood and I was like, I don't know. I just went psycho for a moment. It's like that moment in the fight where I started smacking myself and like it's just something that just I don't know, bro. It's like when you sneeze, it's like I saw that and I just did it. It was kind of weird. No, I was just curious because like I seen you was like, you know, like I said, you did all that. You was kind of like. You was calm, and then out of nowhere, you just flipped. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's feeling it. Like, he's feeling it. Like, that's good. But I was just wondering, like, was he thinking about BJ Penn in that moment when he went and licked all his blood? Like, was it something he's like, come on, BJ Penn this shit. Fuck yeah, I'm on the come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, was one. No, nah, it's just every every time I try to step in the cage, I try to be authentically me. Like, whenever you hear Bruce Lee say, like, be authentically you, like, whenever you're, whenever you're fighting, like, Everybody can throw a punch, but everybody can throw it a different way. You have to be your, your own self. So when I was in there, I was really thinking about like hurting somebody and killing somebody. I wanted to, I wanted to keep fighting. If I want to be honest, I was, I was a little tired. I was a little hurt, but I, I was just like, if they would have been like, okay, this guy's next. I would have been like, let's go. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> let's do this. Bet. So as far as like, preparations for your fight what what are some things that you've changed over the past years as like you grow as a fighter and things that like you know maybe change to your diet change to like things that you read and what you you know basically feed your mind and feed your body like how like has your have your sponsors helped you with that like as in like what they sponsor you with Cause i know you're sponsored by like some cbd companies and and stuff like that like what how has that helped your journey as an MMA fighter, getting sponsors and, and, and changing your body, changing your diet, changing how you train and stuff like that. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, Elevar wellness and C Phoenix out in Cali. They, uh, I, me and my girl hit them up when I was like, uh, at the end of my amateur career about to go pro. And they were like kind of skeptical about sponsoring me, but they kind of jumped on board. And then ever like, ever since they jumped on board, they've just been seeing like massive growth. And it's partly because of them, because they give me, uh, the, like the, the tinctures, it's like a little dropper, like a, a little oil. It's called, uh, the CBD or CBN and CBN is for nighttime. So you just put a little drop under your tongue and 
for 30 seconds and then drink water. Just do your normal thing, fall asleep. And if you don't sleep for, you know, like eight hours, you know, can only get six hours of sleep, that will put you in REM sleep. So you will feel more refreshed when you get up. So mm. I've always struggled with my sleep. I can never get quality sleep. I could sleep for 12 hours and wake up and exhausted because I got no REM sleep, but my body was just tired and I needed like to rest. And uh, so t- to figure out my body was one thing and help with the sleep. They, they really did. That impacted me a lot. Their uh, regular CBD tincture I take in the morning or at night if I'm really sore and they have this muscle bomb that in the morning or at night I'll put on and it'll, uh, man, it alleviates all the muscle pain and aches that you have and it, it gets you ready for your day or it helps you sleep. It'll, it'll put you in a chill mode. Um, when I was in college, I could never, uh, cook for myself. I always had mm. to rely on the, the cafe and the cafe was not quality food. It was awful food. I was always injured. I was always sick. I was always mentally fatigued and physically fatigued. Like, and like, I would always talk to my coaches about it. Like I'm training hard, but, and obviously I wasn't doing the most. I wasn't running like I run now. I wasn't lifting like I lift now. I wasn't doing like, I'm a lot more disciplined than men, but, but there were still the eating, what I was eating was not helping. So to be able to cook for myself and I cook like grilled chicken and steak and uh, eggs and I'll have regular milk, like cow milk. And I've been sticking with that during a fight and regular butter, like actual like Jehe butter, like organic butter. I don't do no vegetable oils, none of that. So changing my diet from, uh, from eating cafe food or eating fast food to like uh, flushing it out. You got to flush out your system first, which is like prune juice. And that's, it's so gross, bro. Oh, horrible. Ounces, <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. But eight ounces of prune juice will clean you out. And you just got to like kind of fast and drink water and kind of eat light, eat good. And then the next Sunday, do it again, you know, to clean out your system. Eventually you'll have nothing but clean and good energy and fuel in you. So, um, you, so you're able to operate and train more for me at least. And I drink like one or two gallons of water a day. I'll, I don't know how I do it. I remember as an amateur, I was like, if I want to be a professional, I have to drink a gallon of water a day. It, that eventually became easy. So I did two gallons of water a day. I've eventually gotten to three, but I'm kind of pushing it. I kind of back off to like one and a half, two. Um, Hell yeah, because you're probably when you're probably pissing like a racehorse. Yeah, bro, it's awful, but I, I sweat so much, man. It's uh, I when I'm in the gym, my coach kind of makes fun of me, but he's like, "Hey, at least you're doing something right. You know, you're drinking a lot of water, and I'm training so fucking hard and so much that the water just goes through me, and I still have like my mouth gets dry all the time. I still feel dehydrated. I cramp up in the gym. It's crazy, bro. I'm like, how am I cramping? And I, I'm drinking two gallons of water a day. And I also eat like bananas and I have uh, potassium supplements. And it's just crazy how your body will just run. You think you're eating good food, but the fast food you're eating isn't properly fueling you. It's probably just making you sick, man. Like I've been eating fast food lately. And I feel awful, but before a fight, Thanks. I just I eat so clean and it's man I can get down to like eight percent body fat with nothing but steak and eggs in me, grilled chicken, jihi butter, and some like some fruits, some apples, and uh, 
bananas i'll do prune juice i'll do some mangoes i'll do all kinds of i'll do tacos too bro i'll do like uh street tacos i'll do some tortillas with for the like carbs and all that and i i haven't really changed anything bad like i'll add some hot sauce here and there but it's it's really i eat pretty normal and i can train uh way more man it's it's kind of crazy just switching just a couple things around um, I'm fucking so glad that you mentioned something about CBD because literally last night as I'm driving my wife home, I'm fucking grabbing the steering wheel and I'm like, yo, my 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 right arm is like my joints hurt. My joints and my, my whole fucking arm hurt. And it's it's something I've been dealing with for a long time. And my wife's like, oh, why don't you try like some CBD? Because I was like, mm, maybe I'll microdose with edibles or something, you know, to to fucking to get that feeling away and she was like why don't you try cbd and i was like well i don't really know nothing about cbd i'm glad you fucking said that because now i want to check that shit out and i also do not get any fucking sleep so i need some of those those drops to fucking help me out man bro it it was life-changing for me I, i remember being so excited when i ordered it and when i got it and uh i was like i took it that night and I took it and I was laying in bed and I was like, I'm not asleep. I'm wide awake. I was, <laughs> I was so mad. I was so mad. And I was like, I wasted my money. I'm going to hit up my sponsor. I was like, we, we got to have some beef. And uh, I, I ended up falling asleep and I woke up and I only had like seven hours of sleep. But I woke up, bro, like a pep in my step. And I was like, ready for the day. I was like, let's go, bro. It was crazy. It was ridiculous. Do you notice it like on nights? Because, all right, for me, I typically get anywhere from three to six is like the max hours of sleep that I that I can get. Do you, do you ever have nights like that where you, you really don't get sleep, but you still take the drops and you still feel good? Or um, to be honest, I don't have problems with my sleep anymore because I've been doing it so long. I've been doing it for probably almost a year now with that. But before, bro, I could, I would like there'd be nights I don't sleep at all. Like I had insomnia. People would would make fun of me and be like, "You don't have insomnia," but I would be staring at the ceiling. Everything's off, and I could just see the sun come up. And it's kind of it was just ridiculous. And I was working at a scrapyard at the time, and then I was wrestling, and then I was going up to the gym with Rico. And like Rico remembers that grind and like, bro, I would, there would be times where I wouldn't be sleeping and it was just, it wasn't working and my body was hurt. So I would started taking those drops and like, yeah, for a good, uh, couple months, if I remember right, it would like, it would be off and on. Like sometimes I would take it and it would like, it would hit, man, I would sleep so well, but then there were some nights I'd take it and I, it wouldn't work. So I, then I would kind of like taper off of a little bit. But then I would mix it with their regular CBD and do it like, yeah, I just did all kinds of different little concoctions. Shit. Yeah, I got to tell you, got, you got, um, are they on your profile? Cause I got to get, I got to get, check that out. Yeah, I think they're somewhere on there. They got to be, bro. They've commented on my last couple. It's Elevar Wellness or C Phoenix. C Phoenix is more of their flower side in the California. Uh, but Elevar sends me a lot of their products, like their muscle bombs and, uh, their uh, CBD and CBN tinctures. That's yeah, what yeah, I, I need all that shit. I, need I will all. say, I will say though, because when he first got sponsored, I remember, if I'm correct. It was like a, like a, it was almost like an icy hot. You rub on yourself, bro. And oh, that was. I do love one. me some icy hot. Well, that I don't the, know. The first CBD company that hit me up, but I think they went under. 
I don't know, oh. but that shit that shit works because Johnny gave it to me. We were driving home. I was like, bro, my leg hurts. Like it hurt because I was I was getting kicked on there, you know, working on kicks. He's like, bro, put this on it. But I'm like, all right, but it ain't gonna work. But all right, whatever. You know, I'm over here being scheduled. I'm like, bro, it's CBD, bro. It ain't gonna do nothing to my leg, but probably like whatever. I rub it on, bro. Oh bro, yeah. Not even five that. minutes into that shit. I'm like, hey, bro, I can't feel my leg. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the one driving. Johnny's like, oh hell no, can you drive? I'm like, bro, it's like I can drive, I can feel it, but I can't feel my leg. Like I could feel my foot, but I couldn't feel my leg where I rubbed the CBD on. I was like, nah, yeah, that shit worked for real, bro. That's a good sponsor <laughs> right there because my leg was, I couldn't feel nothing. I was touching it while I'm driving. I'm touching it. I'm moving everything. But where I put that ointment or whatever it is that I put on that Johnny. Yeah, the bomb. Yeah, bro. It just numbed my shit. And I was like, and bro, literally I woke up the next day like nothing happened. Like my leg was feeling brand new. It was almost like I let my leg heal. Yeah, you got it. it. Because your body, whenever it's hurt with like a muscle, your body will really focus and make it tense. When you put that shit on, it kind of relaxes it and gets you to kind of forget and numbs the pain almost. And like it'll help you heal quicker for sure. You don't. No, that shit. Much. That shit really did work. So I will. I will say that 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 CBD stuff does work. I've been trying to get into that like a little bit because I've been having like a lot of like joint and I'm getting back into it, but. You know, not training properly, me not eating right or doing everything right. It's like I understand, bro. Let's fucking do it. Let's get the fuck. Let's get an order. Fuck it. What's your promo code? I know you got one, bro. Uh, try Hopper Fifty, I believe. Hopper Fifty. All right. If it don't work, we I'm gonna fifty your ass. Uh, I'll, ask him. I'll ask him if it don't work. Hopper yeah, Fifty. Bro, y'all heard it here, boys. If y'all looking for the CBD plug, what's it called? LA Fitness. LA Fix It. Elevar, L E L E V A R Wellness. Promo code Hopper50. Y'all heard it here first or second. Don't matter. Y'all heard it here. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. Because I, I mean, you hear it all the time, bro. Everybody's like CBD, CBD. And I'm just like, bro, I don't know. I like, I don't know nothing about that stuff. But I got to try something because this shit is fucking annoying. Man. Yeah, I was always jumping on the CBD whenever like it was like first like a thing. I was like a bandwagon. So I jumped on and I was trying to figure out what was right, what was wrong. And I went through some good companies and bad companies. And me and my girl found that company, Elevar and C Phoenix. And we had a couple of their products and we liked them. And then she was like, she kept telling me, you should try to get them to sponsor you. I was like, there ain't no way they're going to sponsor you. I'm an amateur fighter with 500 followers. She was like, you should try. I'll help you. And then she, her and I thought out a message and I sent it and then they got back to me and I was like, no way. Yeah, that's <laughs> lit though. That's lit. Hell yeah, bro. You shot your shot and they fucking was like, you know what? Let's do it. Yeah. Now, what's, what's the worst that they could say? No. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Um, that's how, that's how I, um, that's how I got my two, my two little, um, affiliate deals with with Titan and uh, Iron Grind. I just fucking, like, I sent a message and they were like, all right, we'll review your profile. They reviewed it and they were like, all right, you're approved. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I don't have no fucking followers. I don't, no, don't nobody follow me. Hey, funny you say, don't nobody follow me. Oh, man, I just fucking wear the clothes and, and post it whenever I can and fuck it. Um, shit. Now that, now that, um, how do you, bro? So how many sponsors do you have? Oh, so it de- it depends. Like legit. Got like seventeen hundred. So well, you, I uh, I would say I would say like your like sponsors that sponsor you like every fight. So the ones that like continually sponsor you. 
Um, so Elevar Wellness and C Phoenix, they they've been around since day one. Mm-hmm. They are probably uh, a couple of the main ones. Uh, the Rock Island Tap, uh, it's a local bar here in the, in the Iowa and Oski. Uh, they sponsor me. Um, what else? We'll say. Oh, Huggins Concrete. There's a concrete company out of uh, Bloomfield or Ottumwa, Iowa. They they started sponsoring me after I got kicked in the face and I threw a triangle up and they were cage side. They were right there. I about broke his arm in front. So he started throwing money my way. He was like, I'm on a I'm all in. Uh, oh, I remember that fight. Yeah, that was a crazy one. Uh Bradford Martin, he's been around since day one since I was an amateur. He's been uh he he's an Ameriprise agent. He's he's a man, he's been around since day one. He's been helping me. Uh, with financial situations for a long time, and I, I greatly appreciate him. Um, man, who else? There's all kinds of them. Oh, uh, Oski Engineering, OEM. They just recently jumped on and sponsored me. And uh, uh, Brandon Graham, he's uh, the owner out there. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of all. Oh, Victory Roofing Systems. They, they just jumped on. Uh, well, not just jumped on. They've been on for like, five or six fights uh almost um it's jeremiah deaver he's a former uh former fighter former professional fighter he used to train with me uh he has his own roofing company he decided to sponsor me he started his company and has been doing well and then he's he wanted to help so he helped out a lot um oh elite edge labs that this is like one of the main ones too there this is my gym's supplement line and I take their pre-workout, their post-workout, their BCAAs. I even took their fat-burning pills, and that helped me make weight, bro. It was I was really skeptical on it, and it 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 did wonders. Their protein is top-notch. It makes it tastes like milkshakes, bro. The the supplements that they have are so high quality. It makes you feel like a superhuman, man. It's so great. Um, I think that's all of them, to be honest. All the main main sponsors. Did they? So, um, I'm about to go ahead, Vago. I will. Yeah, and asking about the sponsors, how do you like, like, do you? How do you feel about like managers or like agents? You don't have a a manager or agent, right? Like, you do all your stuff on your own. Yeah, I've done everything on my own. My whole career has basically been uh, me and my coach. I've listened to my coach. Um, I've had uh, some fight promoters, kind of like. They're, they don't really, they're not managers and they're not like anything like, like that, but they, they, they try to help. They're like, listen, don't, don't go to this promotion. Cause they're going to try to, to screw you over. They're not going to pay you right. This, this, and that. Like I've had managers like not, not managers, but I have promoters like that. And, uh, I've had management companies hit me up and I've always ignored them. And I kind of laugh at them because I get these management companies, bro, from like these, whatever, this ridiculous uh, it's got like probably 20,000 followers. It's got like great following, you know, mm-hmm. and these managers hit me up and they're like, I'm an agent for this management company. And they, they tag them. And then I click on the, the agent's profile and they were in high school in 2019. Like, excuse me, sir. No, <laughs> like you're not, you were running, you were running quarterback for your local high school team in 2019. No, bro. So I've had, a lot of those uh, management companies try to like come my way and like send their, their little guys. And uh, I, I've been 
I've been on my own. I've been independent and, and listened to my coach and him and I have been talking and we're probably going to be uh, linking up with uh, Pettis's uh, management team. We'll see in the, in due time, nothing signed yet, but I'm comfortable saying it. Uh, we're all some big things. They, they threw some good fights my way. They wanted to, they wanted to test me. I knocked out an undefeated guy and then I, I beat a guy who was, uh, supposed to beat me and supposed to be tougher than me and uh after that they're kind of like pettis is not just uh he's not taking a liking in me but he was like kind of like in awe he was like man like what like he was kind of shook and so i think he he's not wanting to be like a manager and like jump in on the train he's more so like wanting to bridge the gap and help me get to the UFC, you know, or get to these big fights. He's not uh, yeah. more so trying to like take, he, like they were telling me like, we don't want really like the money. Like we'll do an open ended deal. We'll do this, this and that. Like, well, like they were like, they're not here to, to screw me over and they're a legit management company. So I, I think I might be leaning towards them. They're, it's pretty, pretty sure that way. No, that's good. That's a, that's a good route. I mean, and you know, you know Pettis. He's been in the game, bro. So it's not like you know you you know his background. You know his team's background. So I mean that's that's very clutch. That's actually, I yeah. Mean, they've been helping me, man. They they did a lot, and so I mean, yeah. Well, if they want to help out, and they and, and they got connections, bro. I mean, you know they got the plug and the connections. I mean, Pettis is right there. I mean, he's played with fight. Yeah. He fights PFL. He was in UFC. He was in all these other promotions. So like you know he's got the connections, bro. <laughs> One of the biggest things you need is just connections. So that's that's a blessing right there. Hell uh, yeah. Him and Josh trained together back in the day a little bit. So it was kind of like – it's kind of crazy how, like, I used to watch Josh as a kid or watch, like, the Diaz brothers and Josh fight the Diaz brothers. And then I would watch, like, Pettis. And I never, like, knew. Like, I was always, like, kind of fascinated by that – by those types of fighters. Like, those are the real fighters that go in there – not only put on a show, but they, they can take a punch and whoop your ass and they'll be bleeding and they'll fucking, they'll submit you and they'll elbow you. I've always been like drawn to those fighters and it is, it's kind of crazy how my life ended up in Iowa and I am trained under Josh Neer and then Pettis hits me up and then Josh is like, yeah, Pettis and I are cool. Like it, it, it'd probably be a good route, you know? And then Pettis is like on board with me. It's just kind of crazy how my life has went from like a fan and a spectator to like a legit, a legit killer. No, that's what's up. That's that's actually. I mean, I've been, I've been through the. I've been there next to you for most of everything. So like, to see you grow and to see how far you've gone along and like, it's like you're there. Like I know, I know the feeling of you're there, but you're not there. But it's like to see how close you get every single day to your goal and like what you want to achieve is actually it's actually fascinating, bro. And every day, you know that feeling where like. You're, you're like on a really, really high high because, you know, everybody goes through those highs and lows and like you wake up and you start thinking about all all the stuff that you got going on. You're like, damn, like everything's like fucking falling into place, bro. And it's just like a fucking badass feeling. I'm just like, damn, like I'm on the right path. Yeah, that's that's kind of like what it sounded like you're saying. Like, that's the vibe that I'm getting from what you're saying right now. Bro, 100 percent. Like, I've been talking to my girlfriend, too, because like obviously like there's going to be bad things in life no matter what like there will be good great things like great things have been happening but bad things have been happening too and it's kind of crazy to say but as good as the great things feel in my life right now and like everything the opportunities and like 
Like those are great. And the bad things are, are just as bad as the good things are good, but it, they, it feels right. It feels like my story has been written and like these, these adversities and things are thrown in my face and it's like, how are you going to get around it? And I'm just brushing it off and I'm just keep walking forward. Like I got a goal, like I got something in mind and, and like you're saying, man, everything is falling into place. This uh, has been yeah. going on since I was a kid, bro. I've been dreaming about this. But I always tell myself and like I try to tell people and I'm like, bro, opposites attract. So where there's positive, there's negatives. It just depends what route you're going to take. You can take the negative route and you could be like, oh, I'm going to go this route and it all go wrong. Or you could go with the positive route. You know what I'm saying? And there's always going to be some negativity in the positive always. route. But you know what I'm saying? Like just like if you go the negative way, there's going to be positive ways. But it just depends which route you want to take and how you stick with it. So – I always try to tell myself, I'm like, bro, where there's positive, there's always going to be a negative. Sometimes the positive overshadows the negatives. Sometimes the negative is popping up and you're like, damn, bro, this shit won't go away. But if you just stick through it, bro, it just is going to play out. That's that's kind of like what you, it sounds like you're saying, bro, like in the path that you're in. Like you're like, bro, there's positives and negatives. You just got to stick with the positives no matter what comes your way. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly it. No, my, that's um, dope. My last question has like, nothing to do with fucking fighting or like mental health or like nothing it has everything to do with when are y'all boys getting back on cod hey bro <laughs> I, I don't have cod i got warzone 2 though i played it a couple times last time Not- i played it i was tripping on shows <laughs> this- <laughs> bro i was bro i was dying i was like i was bro i was having a grand old time I fucking I had it and I refunded it and I said I'd buy it again when it's on fucking sale because my shit wasn't working. But I'm not gonna buy it again if nobody's on. Like remember the fucking good old days? Yeah. Everybody was on Modern Warfare talking shit. <laughs> don't now nobody that, gets on. That's the only way I buy it, bro. If everybody agrees to play some search and destroy and we talk shit to people. That's all I want to do. That's the only, and I can, you know me, I'm ass, but I be 0 and seven talking mad shit. <laughs> I be 0 and seven and I'm talking shit. Cause we just wandered around. Man, I don't give a fuck if I die first. I know I'm gonna die first. I'm gonna tell y'all where they at too, and I'm gonna fucking go crazy, <laughs> bro. That's all I want to do, bro. I want to wake up early in the morning, go lift, go to work, come back home, spend some time with my daughter. She goes to sleep. I want to get on some cod and talk some shit. And then when I get off, I drop some of them CBD drops. Go in that night, wake up, and do it all over again. <laughs> that sounds like a life, bro. Bro, that's all I want to fucking do. That sounds legit, but. I mean, I guess my last question would be, I don't even know if I have one, but I mean, how, I don't think I have a question, bro. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm kind of living, I'm like part of his journey. So it's kind of like, to me, it's like, it's dope as like, not just, you know, someone that you know, but like being your friend, bro. And like seeing you go through all this is dope, bro. I can't even, proud is an understatement. I'm happy as fuck for you, bro. You know, I'm always cheering for you, even if I can't make it nowhere. So it's just dope as fuck to see you achieve everything that you want to achieve and more. Um, but my, I guess my question that I wanted to ask you was like, how, how has, I mean, and this might, this side was, but your girl, I know she's a big part of this, bro. How has she been like your backbone to this? Like how, how, I know you're thankful for her, but you know what I'm saying? Like how has she helped you so much through all this journey? Cause I know it's hard on her, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's gotta be somewhat hard on her. So how has she helped you and, you know, kept you on, on, on route and on your ground and grounded through every day. So I met her, uh, through one of the promotions I fight for. She was the ticket girl. And then we ended up hanging out and ended up 
dating them. We've been together for like four years. And uh, damn, I thought that was like ten. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a long. It's only been four years, but it seems like a long ass time. Uh, she, so she's been around uh, MMA. She, she's seen a lot of crappy fighters, and she's seen a couple good fighters. You know, there's not a lot, a lot of quality that comes around this area. There, sometimes there is. Um, she's seen a couple good ones, but she was kind of like a, a fan. She likes to say she says she used to watch me. Um, I don't know if that's true. She, that's what she likes to, to tote, but, uh, yeah, she, uh, she was kind of, she knew what she was getting into when she started dating me. I was telling her like, listen, like when when we first started dating, I was on crutches. I had uh, just got off a knee surgery and like when we first started hanging out, I should say, we didn't start dating until like a few months later, but we started hanging out when I was on crutches and we ended up, uh, ended up liking each other and she helped me through my knee injury uh helped me uh, like basically move my stuff when i was like on one leg uh eventually we i graduated college and then uh we got an apartment together she would like uh help me she would help cook for me she would help clean for me wash my laundry when i'd be sleeping and dead in the in bed you know like unconscious from 12 hours of training of getting punched in the face or punching people you know just just the constant grind she would be the the backbone literally she would she would help clean and get everything situated she would uh especially for a fight like when we we've gone up to wisconsin twice she all she asked for me she was like just write a list of what you need and i every for like a couple weeks i would think about what i needed and i would write this list and i gave it to her and she had this list we would go up to wisconsin with food and everything and come back like we would go in and out like she's been like my my daily planner literally she she helps out uh, a tremendous a tremendous amount she doesn't think so but i i think she's uh been a a big part of my success she uh she's i've helped her you know like there was times where she she couldn't pay the rent and i would like we would split half the rent and i would pay all the rent and then there was times where like COVID happened and I didn't have a job, but she worked in the medical field at the time. So she had a job. So she was paying rent. You know, it was like with the relationship, people like often think like the men need to do something or like it needs to be 50 50. Like sometimes it's 80 20. Like there are some times where I was so bad depressed. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no job because of COVID. I had no like no, I had a hundred dollars my name. And I'm like thinking like, I need to give this dream up. You know, I need a job, you know, I'm going to lose my girlfriend. I'm but she stuck with me and she helped me out. And then there was times where she like, she had to, uh, to go through clinicals and she couldn't like, she couldn't pay rent, but I would pay rent, you know, or I would help her with, with whatever she needs. So it's been like, uh, I've helped her. So she's been more comfortable with helping me. And now that I've helped her a little bit, she's, she's all in, man. She's like, she's my saving grace. No, that's dope, bro. That's just like, you know, I mean, like, I, I know who your girl is. So like, I know, like, me personally, like, I, you know, I, you know, I have my girl. She's been through it. And I know you you train way harder than me. And, you know, people don't know, like, the effects after training, bro. The headaches you get. The fucking bloody noses that you sometimes get out of nowhere. You know, like, and you've told me about that shit. So it's like, bro, to see her, like, you know, she's there for you. That's dope as fuck, bro. And, you know, like, it's, it's dope to hear that. It's like the It's like the LeBron effect, right? When LeBron comes to a team, bro, he makes everybody around him better, right? So it's like when you find that that good rock in your partner, 
like like my wife, she, she everything that Johnny was saying, she does the same shit, bro. She'll hold it down, bro. Bree has been a godsend. Fucking love that woman. That's why. That's why I married her. Ex. That's it. Yeah, that's why yeah. I married her. You got a good one, bro. Yeah, bro. That, it's yeah. it's it's the it's the LeBron effect. One hundred percent. They make bro. you better. You make them better. That's that's. I can't even lie, bro. But Jackie, I feel like I can do anything, bro. I'm like, bro, we got this shit. Like, no matter what comes our way, I'm like, bro, we got this shit. Like, I'm, I got you by my side. Like, I'm not worried about shit, bro. It's, it's like a whole superpower. But nah, bro, we just want to, we appreciate you for joining us today, bro. Talking to us, chatting it up with us, you know, just having a little conversation with us, bro. I know you're busy and you took time out of your day for this. So we appreciate yeah. it, bro. Hell yeah, bro. I appreciate you guys. It was fun bullshitting with y'all. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Anytime, bro. Hey, have a good night, bro. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard him here, bro. Johnny, showstopper, hopper. Oh wait, that you got up. you got another fight coming up? Uh, nothing signed yet, but maybe uh February. So be on the lookout. Y'all, yeah. heard, it, y'all heard it here, and uh, Mister Con- at Mister Consistency. That's his Instagram name. Was it T Grizzly? The Grizzly? The Grizzly? The Grizzly? That's his Twitter. Y'all give my boy a look, bro. He, I ain't gonna lie, he legit the truth. Upcoming lightweight, making some moves. Hey. All right, y'all boys. All right, boys. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. Peace.